And I'm Saga. And this is No Sir, No Ma'am, a weekly podcast where we drag our timelines for being trash. If you want to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Twitter at NSNMPodcast or through our email at NoSirNoMam at gmail.com. If you are under 18, please get a parent or guardian to sign off. I'm just kidding because a parent or guardian will not sign off on this. But, you know, just listen at your own risk. And anyway, this is an adult program, so yeah. Okay, so let's start this podcast. Right. So this, I think, I mean, this episode is going to be very sort of local in terms of our topics. We're talking about a lot of Sudanese issues. So let's start with the international front. How about that? Yeah, let's do that. So on the international front this week, uh, Norwegian terrorist Anders Breivik is suing the Norwegian government for inhuman treatment. So this is a dude who killed like 77 people. And I think they weren't, weren't, weren't like a big part of them or a big group of them kids. Weren't they kids? Didn't he shoot up a, like a, a camp or something? Um, yeah, I think it was some sort of camp on an island. Right. So he shot up the camp and he's in jail. And now he's suing the Norwegian government for inhuman treatment. And apparently he doesn't like the, uh, the conditions in which he's being imprisoned. Now, well, I, I think, I mean, I, I believe what he's really complaining about is the fact that he's been in solitary since he went to prison. Okay, but you know what? I saw the picture, and dude has what looks like a TV, a flat screen TV. He has his own bathroom with his own shower. He has, like, books. He look what looks like an Ethernet cable. Like, are you kidding me? He has a proper thick mattress with really nice bedding. And I'm pretty sure he also has Netflix. Pretty so. sure. Also, the fact that, like, his toilet is in a separate room. Like, there's a door that separates the bathroom from the cell. And it's all inside. It looks like a hotel room. And here's, here's the thing. I think that it's really nice that he has the privilege of suing his government. Word. Because a lot of people who've, you know, been convicted for much lesser crimes do not have the option of suing their government. So, I mean, I guess it's really nice to have that privilege, but, well, to be fair, this isn't the the first time this has happened because I remember reading something about some terrorist who was in prison in France and who also tried to sue the French government for the exact same reason. And his, um, his case was denied because... They thought that he was dangerous and that it was for his own good. And as long as he had access to his family and his lawyers, then he couldn't complain. Right. And here's the thing. If this guy, the Norwegian guy, gets out of solitary, like, shit's going to get real. He's going to get fucked up. Well. It's probably for his own good. Like, yeah, that, that, that prison cannot be a safe place for someone who killed 77 people most most of which were minors. So good luck with that, boo. Good luck to you, sir. <laughs> Moving on. Exactly. Speaking Moving of on. prison and <laughs> sentencing and horrible things. So this story is a little bit... It had me feeling some type of way, right? So let's just set the scene. Um, probably most people have seen this uh, floating around social media, but 
When was it? I saw it two days ago, I think. Two days ago, a young man in Medani was convicted of raping a seven-year-old girl. And so the story goes that he is a rickshaw driver and she was going to school and he told her to get his rickshaw and inna haifasiha, right? So then he kidnaps her basically and rapes her and she's still alive but she's in critical condition. So they catch him. I don't know how. I'm not sure, not too clear on the details about that. But they catch him. He gets convicted of rape and the governor decides that he should be executed. But before he gets executed, to be paraded around Medani as to like to be shown as an example to everyone and then be executed in a public square so okay just just on a side note like information in Sudan is very unreliable because I heard a different version of this story like I heard he was trying to kidnap her and they caught him before he did so I'm not really sure so before he even raped her yeah allegedly I mean, I I really don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I read. I honestly, I own like I only heard about this because I saw the pictures of him in the back of a pickup truck being paraded around the city. Oh yeah, I saw those too. And I mean, okay, assuming that he was indeed convicted and he is indeed guilty of the crime, right? I have no problem with severe punishment for something as heinous as this. Like, yep. yes, please, by all means, especially since this has become like a rampant issue across the country. Like, please make an example out of him with some severe punishment. However, the fact that you parade him around the city makes me feel some type of way. Like, I am very uncomfortable with it. And then the fact that you took pictures, and it wasn't just pictures of him in the pickup truck, and like, it wasn't the fact that there were like, Eight million pickup trucks with just random people dressed in civilian clothing. Like, you don't know who they are. You don't know if they're civilians. You don't know if they're police officers. You have no idea who they are. And you're parading him around Medini. It's not even just that. It's the fact that there's a, there's a couple of pictures of him, I'm guessing, in the police station or at the jail before they take him out. And there are people, like, posing with him. And there's two dudes, like, with their guns out. Like, are you... Oh, yeah. Are we for real right now? Like... One guy is pointing the gun at the convicted person's head, and the other one is pointing his gun down at somebody else's head. And I'm like, and none of these people are in uniform. Like, everybody <laughs> is in civilian clothing. And I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. What's, what is this? Like, if you're going to do this, and if you're going to, you have to have some kind of official capacity. You have to be, like, be visibly of like official standing you can't just be dressed but in even, like even if you do have some sort of official capacity and you're a policeman or whatever okay so this guy has been convicted and given his sentence and you need to execute the sentence and that's pretty much it right like why why are you even parading him and even not even that not even why are you even parading him it's why are you even why are you posing with him why is this normal to you like i don't understand that i don't get it like when we talk about like for example when we talk about uh the u.s military in abu Ghraib, right and those pictures of them posing with inmates and like putting them in like really horrible positions this is exactly the same thing and it's just, it's barbaric. Like, it's just, it's horrible. It is horrible. And also, if, if you're going to take this whole matter into your own hands, and I'm assuming the people who posed with him were not um, policemen or anything, but just civilians, 
if if you're going to do that, why why do you need a judicial system? You don't. Like why why can't we just? You really don't. You know. And I understand the severity of the crime. Like tr- I'm not in any way trying to defend what he did or say that he deserves what. Or, but it's just it's yeah. It, Which is even more reason to to rely on your judicial system because right. I understand that if it's you know harami. And he stole maybe a jalabiya or some lunch or something. And you don't really want to ruin his life. So you give him like a good beat, which I think is wrong. But like, I understand why people would think that, you know, that's maybe more, you know, lenient than maybe sending him to to the cops or something. But this is like, this is on a whole other level of criminal activity and just human indecency exactly it's that's exactly what it is it's human indecency and i don't understand why i mean people were applauding it and i applaud the governor taking a stand that i will applaud i applaud him giving him a you know a harsher punishment but you know what if you want to make an example out of him this is a good way to do it not parading him around the streets and and like having people pose with him for pictures but giving him a harsh punishment that is enough and also why are we not addressing our actual like legal recourse why are we not addressing the fact that rape is not given a harsh punishment why are we addressing the fact that rapists can go free because of whatever like small technicality or because they know somebody who knows somebody or because they're a sheikh or whatever like why are we not addressing that and i i feel like if this was somebody else this wouldn't have happened and also i i I think it was, um, people thought it was much more severe than maybe other cases because this was a little girl. But it's always you little know, girls. Because sometimes when, when it's a grown-up and it's, you know, it's like a full-grown woman, there's always some kind of excuse around it. She like, oh, it. why was she walking alone? You know, where was she? Right. Like, who was she with? What was she wearing? All of that. But this is a little girl and there's absolutely no excuse for it not that there's an excuse when it's a a grown woman but people tend to find more excuses when it's an adult you know right and also i mean i mean all of that aside the fact that there's no clear story is also cause for concern yeah which is why i'm telling you like i i don't even know what the real story is like I could not find one reliable news source. And who said earlier that his that the girl's parents said that he didn't rape her? Yeah, that's what I heard as well. It's a hot ass mess. You know, as as much as I want to applaud it, I can't because it makes me sick to my stomach on so many levels. Like poor little girl, and poor us for being so incredibly jaded and so affected by our situation that we can't be decent anymore we can't be humans anymore anywho um man like this this week started off really slow and mellow i told you and i thought this this was gonna be easy i tried to tell you so i was like rummaging for topics and like begging people to give me ideas and then the shit storm just hit at once it was like tuesday hit and it was like all hell broke loose which brings us oh god i don't even I'm going to leave your thing for last. So let's talk real quick about this video. Shout out to Mana for, for completely traumatizing me this morning. 
by sending this video. I'm not sure. Oh, well, thank you for traumatizing me. You are very welcome because I will not be traumatized on my own. Like, we need to go through this together. We're in this together, sis. Like, I'm not doing this by myself. So, uh, <laughs> in case you guys haven't seen it, and I hope you haven't because it's not for the faint of heart, um, there's a video going around WhatsApp of it is very, very what appears to be the first case of the Zika virus in Sudan. And we don't know, like, they don't tell you anything about where it is or, like, what hospital or whatever, but two babies are born. I think they're twins, and they seem to have, they seem to be afflicted with the, with the Zika virus. Now, this is not the traumatizing part. The traumatizing part is that there are a bunch of people what look like nurses and security and just random people walking around the ward who are gawking at these babies. The video starts with a nurse, um, I guess, cleaning up the newborns or something, and she's like scrubbing the living daylights out of one of the twins. And what looks like her, you know, the head nurse, or I don't, I don't know what they're called, but what looks like the head nurse comes up to her and they're talking and she's like, no, you're not supposed to rub the baby that way. Like, don't you see him? I'm sorry for the graphic content, but it was very graphic. She's like, and then the same nurse who was like giving her directions and telling her she's doing her job wrong, it's the same nurse that then starts to ridicule the child, right? Making fun of the way the baby looks. And everybody's laughing in the room. There are people walking in and out of the room trying to see. And at one point, somebody asks, oh, the mother is asking, and they, I mean, the person who's taking the video, I'm assuming, I'm not sure who's talking in the video, but I think it's the person who's taking the video, is like, like, you want to take a picture so that you can then spread this video. And I just, I'm surprised at the level there's it's just the level of fail like it's just wrong on so many levels okay here's my first question why why was one of the nurses um taking a video of the baby i don't know and not only taking a video but she was asking the other nurse who was cleaning one of them to like put them closer together so that she would have a shot of both the babies right. and like woman what the fuck how can you be doing this like, besides being the most unprofessional thing I have ever seen, like, do you have no compassion in your heart? Zero. Like, why, why are you doing this job? If, like, Absolute what? zero. And that's exactly my point. The fact that, like, somebody had to come in and ask, like, what did the mother have? Because the mother is asking. She doesn't know what her baby is. Like, I just, I can't, I, I, and you're sitting here putting them together. You want to put them together so that you can take a video of them so that they'll be both visible so that you can then send it to all your friends or whatever. For what? For a laugh? Are you kidding me? How are you a healthcare professional? And you could care less. You could care less about the lives of these babies or the patient, you know, the mother. Like, I just, I don't, Oh my God, I just, there's too, there's too many levels to it. There's too many levels to it. It's, it's messed up that they laughed at these newborns with a serious medical condition. It's not even just like, oh, that baby's head looks funny. It's like, you know exactly what the problem is. You know why these babies look this way. You, like, yeah. this is not just, it's not even just about the way they look. It's about their health. Like, how can you laugh at a newborn? 
a newborn with a serious, like, life-altering, life-affecting medical condition. I just, I don't understand. And you're a nurse, and you're a nurse. And, like, you are the one person who shouldn't be laughing. Like, you're the one person who should actually understand. So there's that. And this is also messed up and completely unprofessional that these people came and, like, to, like, ogle at these babies and, you know, get a get a look at the at the freaks. Like, I just... I, I don't understand. I do not understand why there were a million people in that room, why everyone was, like, in for the show, and everyone's, like, taking video. I do and not And everyone was allowed in there. Where, I would love to know where this was. Like, which hospital, which city. Tell me now. I need to see, like, where. The mother doesn't even know what she had, and there are, like, at least six people in the room just just chilling just whatever and you don't know what they are they're not doctors and one of them is definitely dressed as a security guard she's like dressed in like police uniform. oh yeah she has nothing yeah. to do with the medical profession and she's she's in there giving her two cents and i'm just like are you are you shitting me like this is unreal this is unreal and if and to top it off the nurse didn't know what the hell she was doing so she's rubbing on this baby and she's not supposed to like and the kids look like, I'm sorry, but the kids looked like they were not alive. She was just, like, just handling them with such, just, like, lack of care that I felt like they're not alive. They must be dead. Like, she can't be handling a baby, like, a newborn baby like that. Are you really? Okay. Well, no, apparently they are because you're, you know, sitting, like, laying them next to each other so you could take a goddamn video. Like, uh. I feel you. Sadly, it's not surprising. It's not surprising because it just speaks to our healthcare system. It really does. That is the thing. Because when I'm, when I'm telling you, like, I'd love to know where that was taken, which hospital. The thing is, it could be anywhere. Exactly. Like any single hospital in all of Sudan. It doesn't even matter because it's like that everywhere. And that's yeah. just that. That it's, it's not... It's depressing. It's depressing is what it is. And it's the... I mean, like... Especially when you think of nursing in particular, forget doctors because whatever, but nurses need a certain level of, you just have to have a certain level of empathy. Like you are on the front lines of dealing with the patient and their families. Like you yeah. cannot afford to be callous. You Not only are you callous, but you're also completely unprofessional. You are taking pictures or taking video of these children without their parents' consent. You are mocking the way that they look when you know full and damn well what is wrong with them. And beyond that, you are not even equipped to do your job properly because you're doing it wrong. People, when they talk about nursing to Sudan, they talk about the, that's immediately the first thing, oh, nurses are the worst. And I'm just like, like, they are the polar opposite of what they're supposed to be. But why though? Like, where, where does that stereotype come from? Well, I think it's the fact that nurses are, like, if you, are, if you study nursing, then, you know, you weren't good enough to be a doctor. I'm, I'm, I'm theorizing, like, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think that's what it is. I think it's, and in the past, it was generally a profession done by certain people or people of quote-unquote lesser standing. I'm not sure how to phrase it, but... I think that like traditionally that's what it was and then it became this like oh well if you're not an, if you're a nurse then you know you're not 
smart enough or qualified enough to be a doctor or whatever. And so then it's just like it's just become either this chip on their shoulder and, and like combine that with the fact that they're underpaid and, and you know, there's a, a whole slew of problems that you could attribute to it. But the, the, the thing is, even if you don't look at it from a professional angle where, you know, you can blame the whole healthcare system in Sudan and, well, they don't get really good training and they're not paid that much, so they're probably, you know, unhappy with their jobs. And, okay, fine, sure, I'll, I'll give you that. But these are all women. I mean, I don't know them and I don't know their lives, but I'm assuming that most of them do have kids. Right. So how in your heart did you find it to mock these newborn babies Word. and just not give a flying fuck about anything else? Like, not about their own health. Or, like, all you thought about was taking a video. I, I'm sorry. I just, I can't blame that on the healthcare system as a whole. That's on you. And I agree. I agree completely. It's completely insensitive. And it's like you lack basic human feelings. That is and I'm sure true. that, you know, as medical professionals, like, they see a lot of horrible cases and maybe they don't, you know, they're not affected the way that we are, but... Yeah, and they, they become, like, desensitized. Right, but there's a difference between being desensitized and this. There's a big difference between being desensitized and this. And I just, I don't understand it. And I yep. refuse to accept it. Like, no, no. This is, yeah. you can do better. You can be a better person than this. So I, like, that's the other thing. Like, I understand these medical professionals. Maybe I understand them being just blasé about it. But what about the other people? How are you not? I couldn't even, I could barely watch the video. And like, and you were just standing there, like, commenting on them and laughing. And I just, okay, um, well, let's move on. Okay, it's, it's going to be really hard to move on from this. Like, this is. Can we skip straight to the yes sir, yes ma'am? <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. I, I have a rant. I have, like, a proper rant. Like, not, not a discussion, not a debate. I have some good old yes blasting, and it has been giving me a rash all week. Like, I, I, can, I need to get this out of my system. You want to hop on and explain? Sure. Okay. Remind me to come up for air because this is going to be intense. <laughs> okay. So, this week, like every other week, without fail, a guy. Literally. A guy, literally every other week. Yeah, a guy in the form of a Sudanese Facebook group warrior <laughs> made a post comparing women to items of clothing. So, the gist of his post was basically when you go buy a shirt in Sugum Durman, yeah, obviously, and you see one you like, <laughs> you're gonna see it's very relevant to his analogy. Anyway, so you go buy a shirt in Sugum Durman, and you see one that you like, and you try it on, it suits you, and you got your swag on. Um, you always ask for a new, freshly packaged shirt, because obviously you don't want the one that was on display that, you know, everyone tried, and it's all dusty and bleached by the sun, which is why this can only happen in Sugum Durman. I'm already shaking my head. <laughs> so no, you, you don't want that one. You want the covered, protected one that nobody has touched. And basically what he's saying is, don't be the dusty display shirt, be the covered, clean, untouched shirt. And I know we've already discussed this very topic 
and it's only your fourth podcast, and we shouldn't be recycling topics already. But here's here's the thing. I feel like the first time we talked about this, we just kind of dismissed it, and we're like, yo, stop comparing us to, like, food and curtainless houses. That shit is whack. Please don't do it again. And... I feel like, although I've completely given up on trying to school these Negroes, I think that this topic deserves a more profound discussion. Actually, no, fuck that. I just, I just need to get stuff off my chest, like, right now. Okay. Hit it. <laughs> first of all, first of all, <laughs> I have said this before, but I feel like I need to say it louder for all the guys in the back. We do not care about your opinion. Not even a little bit, bruh. Just because you have Wi-Fi and a Facebook account and the legal freedom to post your dumbass opinions does not mean that we are in any way, shape, or form obliged to even acknowledge them. And obviously it goes both ways because I've been trying to tell Sudanese guys to get suits that fit for years and clearly nobody's listening she went there (laughs) and that is just (laughs) but that is just peachy i am not about to stay mad because you're not taking my unsolicited advice and i'm saying this because some guys think that just because they have the right to type on their little keyboards and tell women what to do that the women will actually listen And so they get really feisty when we don't. So I'm just going to say this. Listen, I do not owe you shit. Not a dime. Not a penny. Not a pebble. You didn't raise me. You don't pay my bills. You you have absolutely zero relevance in my life. And if your argument is that if I don't listen to your tired opinions, then I won't be desirable for marriage, I am telling you, I would rather scratch my skin off with a cheese grater than even look (laughs) in your direction. I am exhausted with this rhetoric of, well, if you don't do this and that, then you're not respectable enough and we don't want to marry you. Yahi, who wants to marry you? Boom. You retarded, punk ass, good for nothing mofo. You think that I'm so desperate to get married? That my expectations are low enough to include even you? Preach this. And like, why, why is it always a one-way street with men who have like crazy, surreal lists of criteria of stuff they want in a woman? Like, oh, she needs to be pretty and light-skinned and have soft hair and mahajaba and has never talked to a guy and bitruz kisra and like <laughs> educated but willing to be a stay-at-home wife and like indagamazat. When most of y'all are at best <laughs> subpar in every category I can think of. Damn. And I mean, obviously, shout out to all the really cool, smart, supportive men out there. I see you, boo. Yes. You are a yes. beacon of light in an otherwise pitch black pool of mediocrity. And God help us all. Also, if this piece of sticky, uncovered, undesirable candy never gets married to none of y'all, I am good. I can sustain myself, and you best believe that if I ever want kids, I would much rather adopt 
then carry any of y'all's offspring and further pollute the world with your backward opinions. But if you don't find someone to put up with your sorry ass, you're done. Because your mom and sisters have been serving you your whole life and you have no idea how to be an adult. Most of you have never done one sorry load of laundry or fried an egg and you can't even tell your kasbara from your fucking shamar, but you're wilding, talking about how women should cater to your needs and live up to your sorry ass standards. Girl, I do not care about you or the horse you rode in on. Go and I really needed to get this. that off my chest because I am, girl, I am tired of this we won't marry you threat when really nobody wants to marry your Word. crusty, ashy, loud chewing ass. Second point. Goddamn. I have, this is nowhere near done. Please, if you want to contribute, go there now because I am not done. Oh no, I am stepping, I'm, I'm stepping away from the fire. I am letting you do your thing. Please go on. Awesome. My second point is all you men slutting it out on social media and like sliding into girls' DMs, asking for nudes, stalking women, and just generally doing the absolute most, you're the guys who are obsessed with this covered candy shit. Like, Thank you. seriously, I suggest you go find your own moral hijab before you hit us up with your bullshit. Boop. Like, go find the gibla, go cleanse your soul, and then come back to me about my exposed hair. Boop. So there's that. Oh, another point. Guys who claim that they will only marry a girl who's wearing hijab because everyone else out there is a whore. Nigga, like, what, where? <laughs> Show me your receipts. How did you decide that a girl's honor hangs on a piece of fabric? How, how did you come to that conclusion? But you know what's really sad? I think a lot of it comes from actual women who do wear hijab, who feed into that prejudice by well, looking down on women who don't. And kind of like comfort the guys into thinking that they're all saints and holy and everyone else is trash. Truth is, it's a personal choice that has absolutely nothing to do with you or your moral compass and everything to do with a woman's own relationship to her religion and how she chooses to express it. Also, a lot of different women choose to wear hijab for a lot of different reasons. Yes, it can mostly be a religious commitment, but it can also be a social thing because I personally know some women who only wore hijab to get a husband. Boop. So there's that because that's how intense the pressure is. And you know what? That is fine. Regardless of why a woman chooses to wear or not wear hijab is her own fucking business. And my point is it should not be criteria to judge someone's worth or a character, or just, no, no, no. Stop. Also, if the only reason you want to marry a girl is because she's quote-unquote wrapped candy, covered skin, and you think that that's you respecting and empowering her, I got something coming for you. But I, I, I'm not even going to get into this because I'm not Mahajaba. Um, but I suggest you all read Rania's Red on Twitter. I think her handle is at Rania and Rated. So she has a whole thread on this very topic, and it's from the perspective of a girl who does wear hijab for all the right reasons, 
and who explains why she does not feel empowered by this bullshit one little bit. And let's not pretend that wearing a tarha shields you or anyone from male criticism. Not in because the least. even when you do wear hijab and you're all that, you know, the covered candy, the house with the curtains, <laughs> the, the clean, fresh the shirt, curtains. niggas will still be quick to judge and tell you how you're doing it all wrong. Like, they'll judge you for wearing makeup or, like, the pettiest shit, or, like, talking to guys or because your skirt is too tight or, like, bit sophie. It's just really anything. They need any fucking reason to just judge you, even when you are wearing hijab. And they're all like, oh, well, if you really knew about religion and if you were doing this for the right reasons, then you wouldn't do this and that. Oh, and if you're not doing it my way, then you might as well take it. Get the fuck out of here. Bye. Like you, you, you can't win. You just cannot win. Nope. Another thing that was on my mind about this very subject is if you take this guy's post literally, like the guy goes to Sugum Durman, tries on a shirt, decides to buy it, asks for a new one that wasn't on display. That makes perfect sense. Like that is your right as a consumer as a paying customer who is spending money on a product for his own use. Right. That is all well and good. But the fact that you would use that analogy in reference to women and ultimately to marriage, like, no, you're not a paying customer in a marriage. Your, your wife is not a possession. Your wife is not a possession that needs to comply to your standards of quality. And I think this is a huge part of why our society is just up to no good. Because all these men are walking around thinking that they're shopping for brides. And that's why they can ask for whatever they want. And they don't consider their wives as partners or teammates or equals. They're ultimately just possessions that they have carefully chosen and crafted. Yep. According to some absurd criteria. Yep. And that in turn will only breed more good-for-nothing mofos who treat women like shit, and homie, I am done. I'm gonna need you all to go find hobbies, like go collect some stamps, learn how to play the banjo, go grow some veggies in your hosh, just go occupy yourself with something that does not include telling me how to live my life, because I sure as hell am not concerned with telling you how to live yours. Not even a little bit. Like, I don't think about you. Like, you are not on my mind. No, you're, like, you're irrelevant. Your opinion is irrelevant. And I don't want to fucking marry you. Just go away. <laughs> Just go God away. Damn. Also, I have a side rant. Because my original rant was so angry that it grew a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I just I just need to say this one more thing. So someone on Twitter, I think it was Akram Wajidi, um, he shared a Facebook post. And it's really long, but the gist of it was this guy giving marriage advice, basically. So he's saying, you know what? All these things that you guys think are important in a woman don't really matter. Like, it doesn't matter if she's light-skinned or dark-skinned. It doesn't matter if she's short or tall or pretty or waluda. Like, what really counts is that you marry a friend, like someone that you like being around and talking to because this is going to be your life partner and you're going to be each other's support system. And friendship and companionship are essential 
and people should focus on that. He's saying this as a person who's been married for 23 years. So he's like, yeah, guys, trust me on this one. I've been doing this for a minute. This is my advice. That's it. (laughs) That's all he said. And I mean, most people agreed. Like most people were like, oh my God, what? This is so beautiful. It makes so much sense. So like, refreshing. why haven't we thought about this before? I personally didn't get why it was such an epiphany, but okay, boo. And then this one guy jumped in on the conversation, as they always do. And he just, like, strongly disagreed. Like, homeboy was not having it. Which is fine, because everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But his argument was that, well, first of all, he was like, yeah, even though... I talk to girls and I have female friends. Like, I wouldn't want to see my sister Khalta because this whole male-female friendship thing is just wrong. Oh, but she. Being friends with people from the opposite sex does not mean she's Khalta. And even if she was, like, but okay. I'll ignore his social hypocrisy and that part of his argument. But then he's like, Aslan, this whole friendship thing is not only irrelevant but should be frowned upon in marriage because the sole purpose of marriage is reproduction oh <laughs> my god <laughs> girl <laughs> like, I can't. anyway i uh, let's just say i disagree but i won't get into that so Taib, let us assume that at some very basic rudimentary no, level no hold on hold on <laughs> So you didn't mean to tell me that the only purpose you get married is just to That's it. To fallish. I'm meek. I'm no. Him no. Fish no. Him bas bas. Just a baby making machine. Fucking like just just like Listen. like wombs. We're just baby making sex. I don't under. Oh my god. Listen. No. Like for, what? Like for the purpose? Are you like you're just a walking sperm and I'm just a walking uterus? That's all we are. That's that's all we are. And we talk. We don't even talk actually. According to him, we shouldn't even be talking. We should just be like reproducing just all over the place. Just, uh, just no, no. So for the purpose of this very rant, let us just assume that at some very basic rudimentary level, yes, the purpose of marriage is reproduction. I hope I didn't. What do you do with the other 40 years? Like, really? No, but I'm like... That's not even it. But I'm like, uh-huh. So what's your point? Like, why why, why can't you reproduce with someone that you're friends with? Like, why, why is that a problem? Why can't you reproduce with someone you have an actual connection to because you're in this together? Like, wouldn't that create a better environment to raise these kids? Shouldn't marital bliss be the foundation on which you build your family? No, Sarah. It wouldn't because you're not human. You're not supposed to be anything. You're just a burlap sack that I'm going to put my progeny in. And then when it's time, uh, just pop them out. And that's it. He doesn't, if it was up to him, he wouldn't even look at you. Like he wouldn't even have to deal with you. You'd just be locked in a room somewhere and he'd go do his business. And then nine months later, you give him a baby and that baby will just take care of itself because whatever, because who the fuck cares about who I'm like raising my child with, right? And then that's it. That's it. That's, that's life. That's life. And then he's going to go and feel Akushtena or Musaibat Zaman, whatever the hell he wants to do. Khalas, that's That's it. Khalas. Like, it, it teaches your kids some pretty valuable life lessons to be raised in a household 
where they see the relevance of companionship firsthand. Like, why is this so inconceivable? Why do you want to stay miserable and raise your kids in a home where they are the only connection that you have to the stranger you married. And I get like, I know a lot of people are gonna come at me with the argument of, oh, well, that's how older generations have been doing it since the beginning of time. And they've always stuck together. And that's what he said. That was part of what he said. Yeah, and they're like, oh, that's why divorce is a new phenomenon because people want to change tradition. But like, that is a whole other can of worms that I have neither the time nor energy to get into this week. So not today, Satan. But please, guys, send us your thoughts on the topic and we can all further discuss this on Twitter. I'd actually really love to hear people's take on this whole thing. Would you? (laughs) Because I'm scared. No, I would. Like, I'm really curious. I'm, I'm scared of all the people who are going to come out of the woodwork <laughs> talking about, oh, well, yeah, why should I have a conversation with my wife? I mean, who is she anyway? Girl, I'm, I'm here for it. I am, I am here for it. I'm going to, like, pop a Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this rant is done. I am done. I, I'm done with this whole thing. I am done with this podcast forever. <laughs> I'm ready to move on to some positive positivity. I can't do this no more. Hey, how about we challenge all of you out there on Twitter, and specifically Sudani Twitter. Oh, actually, I won't even say that because Saudi Twitter has y'all beat yep. so badly. And I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for not being the worst out there because Saudi <laughs> Twitter or Arab Twitter this week had, uh, would you marry her? Do you remember this hashtag? Would you marry her if she wore a bra? I was just like, are you really? 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 This is what we're doing right now? Now is she's wearing a bra? Are you kidding me? Like, wow. There was even one with like, uh, would you marry her if she eats? <laughs> Nigga, what are you gonna marry? A hologram? Like, please, let's all challenge ourselves for next week. Let's take a break. One week. One week break. Just let's all just leave each other alone for a week, okay? Until we all like gather ourselves and get our lives, and then and then and then the week after that, I'm gonna die. And you know, you know what I'm gonna say? Like, if if you have a really stupid opinion and you just feel in your spirit that you have to share it with the world, that is totally fine. But you can't be upset that people don't listen to you. Like, that's the craziest thing about this whole thing. People say the dumbest shit, and when you don't take it seriously, they get really offended and, like, all up in their feels. And I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry. I am not here for not you. Not just that. It's not the fact that they get offended. It's the fact that they, like, like don't be surprised if people come for you. Yep. In the same way that you have the right to say whatever dumb shit you want to say, mm-hmm. in the same way, other people have the right to come and drag you for it. Like, that's just how it works. Get with it. And I am going to use and milk that privilege till the last 
drop. <laughs> I am coming for every single one of you because it makes me so happy. I cannot keep this oh, in my heart anymore. God. This is my therapy. But let's let's move on to more positive things. Do you have um yes sir, yes ma'am? Um do I I don't I'm so mad I forgot. Yes, I do. I have a yes ma'am for this week. Do you wanna go first? Sure. My yes sir goes out to all the guys who work very, very hard to organize um, an initiative called Kiru de Gig. Uh, what they basically do is collect um, flour and redistribute it to people who need it the most, especially before Ramadan. And it's, it's a totally independent, non-government funded initiative. Uh, and it's really a lot of work and they're doing a lot of good. So I salute them and I salute their spirit. Yes, thank you for... For being good people and wanting to do something good, but actually having the commitment to really do it. Because a lot of people just talk shit and they're like, oh yeah, I'd love to help people. But these are guys who actually put in the work. Um, and I really, really respect that and salute them. So shout out to you guys. Uh, my yes ma'am for this week is, oh my God, and I'm so happy to share this. It is a, a, a group of young women and they have a show, it's like a YouTube channel slash, they make videos. Uh, they're called Section and they make very They make funny videos, but they also make videos with a message. And they are hilarious. There is one that's just like a funny little skit. It's called, uh, what is it? I get a layuga. And it's so funny. They have a Facebook page. If you go uh, search section uh, on Facebook, if you write it, you'll find it. They're very, very funny. And they're very cute, very sweet. Shout out to them. Also, speaking of yes, ma'am, we'd like to make a retraction. Because last week, we claimed that um, Rowan of the Ubuntu project was Sudanese, and she's actually Eritrean, so our bad, or rather my bad, because I like totally jumped the gun and was like, oh, her name was Rowan. Oh, Sudanian. <laughs> no, nope, not even close. She's Eritrean. Yeah, you, you claimed that. We need to get better at this research. Like... Sadly, we cannot claim her. So the Ubuntu project is still cool, but she's just not Sudanese. Um, so that's that. Just wanted to make that clear. And, uh, that's it. That's all we have, I think. Right? Unless you got something else to say. Um, no, I guess that's pretty much it. Just, um, to remind everyone of our Twitter handle, which is at NSNMpodcast. Uh, you can also send your questions, comments, feedback by email to no sir, no ma'am at gmail.com. And I think I am done with this week. Um, have a good week, y'all. Just have a good week. Deuces. Oh, no, no.